0: Hello, welcome to Wager Dog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, the weekly show where I explore the likely repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers using historic music collections, written for bagpipes or not, uh, and played on Ilan pipes, highland pipes, and whistles. Let's hear some tunes. week's episode is gonna be kind of split into. it was i was planning just to do um kind of winter or christmasy music well i was planning to do a short episode and then i realized this is the last episode before winter solstice and christmas and all these winter holidays so uh there's a couple tunes i had been thinking about playing for that so i realized it's kind of now or never or wait until next year so i'm gonna do some holiday tunes and as i was recording holiday tunes i was enjoying playing my highland pipes and i just randomly whipped up donald mcdonald's tune book and found a tune that i just i'm a little obsessed with so then wound up playing that as well so that is sort of what we're doing today. Uh, got the Mary Old Gardener and then some holiday tunes. And we're also going to play some tunes from last week, except on Highland Pipes. So the repertoire for today, as I see fit, is going to be, we're going to open up with Mill Mill O on Highland Pipes. And that setting is sort of just my setting. It's close to Bremner's and O'Farrell's, but it's on Highland Pipes. So it's just something I made up kind of thinking about how mil mil o sounds in my head. Uh, then I'll play my Highland Pipe setting of the Black Joke, and this is very much closer, more closely tied to O'Farrell's setting for the Black Joke, so you can hear that. Uh, and then we'll hear that new tune from Donald MacDonald, the jolly old gardener. Uh, you can see the Gaelic like for 2 uh, Borachan uh, Geri, I'm sure that's wrong, Gerai, I don't know, man. Uh, I promise to mispronounce things in this show. I hate it when students make excuses like that, like, well, I don't know, um, but I, eh, really gotta get around to learning Gaelic and Irish because, uh, you know, who, who, everybody's got to do that, I guess. So anyway, this these, this tune from Donald MacDonald called The Jolly Old Gardener in English, and uh, after I played that, I kind of went looking for the melody elsewhere and found it, um, a pretty robust archive of other versions of it under the English translation of The Merry Old Gardener, rather than Jolly, but also in Gaelic. So uh, James Aird actually has it in one of his books from kind of after probably around 1770, 60 or so, not quite sure when the fourth volume of James Aird is published, but he has it uh, in that book, and it's also in Gaelic, so it keeps the Gaelic title. A lot of stuff I think of Aird as sort of mm, anglophoning it up a little bit, so it's interesting to see that in Gaelic in the James Aird collection, too. Um, Yeah, so that is our kind of the first half of the show and then we're gonna switch over to like i say holiday tunes we're gonna start with baloo lammy which is fairly common kind of scottish christmas song i heard that off of a celtic bagpipes or celtic christmas album that was sort of all over the department stores in the midwest uh, midwestern united states in the 1990s or during the celtic tiger stuff Uh, it was pretty hard not to find random celtic music around Um, but it's a tune i've always loved and just for hadn't played it for years until I was thinking of tunes to play for a winter or Christmas episode and for a tune of the day. So we recorded it again, so we're going to revisit it. Uh, and then the next tune we're going to play is from O'Farrell. And this is sort of the reason why I'm doing a, a full episode this week, Is I remembered last year, before I had decided to do a tune a day, uh, right before New Year's, I was just kind of poking through O'Farrell and found this tune, A Piper or the Meadows Straying. And it's just, you know, good-looking tune, so I started playing it and then realized, oh, that sounds wildly familiar, and it's almost immediately recognizable as Deck the Halls, the Christmas Carol. Uh, So we're going to play O'Farrell setting for a pipe over the metal string... And so then I looked into the history of Deck the Halls as a carol, and uh, rather than attributing this Irish tune, to pipe over the meadow string, it's often attributed to a Welsh tune called Nos Calan. And I tell you what, if you think I pronounce uh, Gaelic and Irish bad, wait to hear my Welsh. Um, so this is John Carey's setting for Nos Calan with several variations, so I'll play a couple of those. Uh, and then I'm going to play after that, since we're in Welsh territory anyway, so we're going to play Llewellyn, uh, which O'Farrell has a setting for. It's Llewellyn, a famous Welsh air. It's much better known, I think, today, especially in Irish musicians as and traditional musicians as the Ash Grove. Uh, so you'll hear that in Irish sessions and kind of old-time sessions alike. Um, but a lovely tune. So I'll play O'Farrell's setting of that, and then we'll finish off with another set on Highland pipes. I went to the uh, lowland and border piper society's facebook forum and asked around if anybody knew offhand if the william dixon tunes if any of them had like a christmas or a winter association and matt seattle posted a link to this lovely setting for uh the christmas day christmas day in the morning and so i'm gonna play i'm gonna play that largely based on on matt's setting i definitely get a little funkier with it. Uh, and I'll link to the Facebook group so you can look at the sheet music if you like. I'm not sure that that link will work. Facebook's weird. Um, but I also am going to link, I found another setting for it from around 1815 or so. It's in Vickers. It's a really common, like Christmas Day in the Morning is a pretty common tune in Northumberland, uh, or Northumbrian piping tradition and musical traditions. Um, yeah, I found another setting from it from Robert toplift, and top lift setting uh, is kind of nuts. There's like six or seven different parts to it, so it's a bit of a bear to read through, but it is pretty closely related to uh, the setting that Matt Seattle pulled up, so you can check that out if you like and want to play the tunes. So, I guess without further ado, we should get some tunes going. Uh, so, let's start with Mill Mill O on Highland Pipes, and like I said, this is kinda of close cousin to other versions that we've already heard here on the podcast. So we'll here Mill Mill O and then I'll talk a little bit more about uh our music last week. to back, uh, I can definitely hear some William McGibbon influence there. Uh, Alright, let's do the Highland Pipe setting for Black Choke. Uh, Like I said, this is just me playing O'Farrell's setting with variations on Highland Pipes. I think it works, but it works for me because I know what it's supposed to sound like on Highland Pipes, I'm afraid. So I'm, I'm curious what people think about kind of playing this essentially as written, which means just jumping dropping down the octave all the time rather than having those high notes Uh, it's clear looking at at some of the highland pipe settings for uh more established scottish-irish tunes that rather than drop down they alter it uh and just kind of do extra high notes and uh gracing kind of solutions to the fact that you can't go up another half octave but uh i don't know I, i I'm pretty happy with the setting of Black Joke, but it might just be because my brain is doing some live editing as I do it, so uh, anyway, here is Black Joke on Highland Pipes. More editing, or kind of improvising, I guess, uh, along O'Farrell's lines than I remembered. Uh, but yeah, fun tune. I might, I might keep that in the old repertoire. It's one of those weird things because I play Black Choke so much on Highland pipes that if I'm doing a concert, I'm switching between both pipes. I don't really want to play it on Highland pipes, but uh, those rare gigs where I've just got one. just highland pipes would be good for that uh certainly was a common enough tune in the 18th century on every other instrument so i wouldn't be shocked to find out that both of those tunes were uh, played by highland pipers in the 18th century Uh, certainly it's the type of thing that uh, a drunk person would be like man you should should play the black joke man Um, they had those in the 18th century too right they must have Anyway, so those are just some kind of replays of tunes from last week. And uh, speaking of last week, so if you recall, we had a couple of guest musicians. Rob Turner played the Black Joke on flute, and uh, most of the episode was played by Ryan Kirk on guitar. And since last week, Ryan has kind of kick-started his YouTube page back into existence. So I'm going to link to Ryan's YouTube page. You can check it out. Uh, as He's got a couple cool things up there, um, but it looks pretty there's it's pretty new so go give him a subscription and uh check out his tunes you can also see all of the robert bremner stuff that he recorded uh from that guitar tutorial uh, which is i probably only played half of it on the podcast so there's um lots of more good scottish guitar listening over there if you want to check it out get a little sneak peek for things coming up in the future on the show and um Yeah, so check it out. The other thing, he already uploaded some piping too. He only got his, I think he only got his first set of pipes in June and he already uploaded a video, uh, like a sound clip of him playing and he wasn't wrong too. It's good. Uh, So uh, these people that learn pipes later in life but are already pretty competent and talented musicians uh, are, are a sight to behold. So six months in and is it six months since June? several, just less than a year in, and he's he's already making some pretty great music, so uh, go check Ryan's stuff out. We should play that other tune, so the Jolly Gardener, or the Old Gardener. Um, chronologically, I suppose it makes sense to do James Aird's version first, so Aird is uh, easily probably around 50 years before Donald McDonald's setting. Uh, like I said, it's the Jolly Old Gardener or the Merry Old Gardener, and the cool thing is that it, it actually shows up in its Gaelic form in James Aird's book. Uh, probably going to have to do an episode, whatever, I'm going to quit saying that. <laughs> I need to learn more about James Aird, is all I'm saying. Uh, see if there's any cool stuff written about him. Uh, one of these days, I, yeah, yep, yep. Not going to have a discussion about what future episodes will be. Here is James Aird's setting for The Merry Old Gardener, but like I said, it comes in Gaelic, even in James Aird's collection of Scotch, Irish, and foreign airs. Uh, I'm going to play this one on whistles. So here's me on low whistle and uh, Chieftain low whistle, and then a woody uh, little D whistle to accompany it. So, by tonguing those notes, it's a bit of an intentional choice. When I first was playing it, I was using a sea whistle and it kept on giving a sour note. Um, and tonguing it prevented that uh, rather than doing some gracing. But the setting that Donald McDonald has, and I, and I looked at another setting too, uh, William Gunn's setting for it, uh, a couple years, probably like 20 or so years after Donald McDonald's setting. And I think he might have just copied it because it does the same thing, but those repetitive notes. Um, it all uses a D grace note in repetition. So oftentimes in Highland Piping, where you have the same note, you break it up with a a rising succession of grace notes, and it makes it a lot easier to do it rhythmically, and it's pleasing to to hear. But bizarrely, the setting um, that Donald MacDonald has for this tune, where there's those... Uh, those notes it just uses a, a grace note just a real kind of flimsy note uh, repetitively stricken uh, and it, i don't know it's interesting i tried to copy it or i did i copied it in my highland pipe setting for it so you can maybe hear it it's it's a subtle thing like uh, I, i've been trying to be better about when i'm looking at a highland pipe setting to actually play as close as i can the embellishments so that i see if there is something there because a lot of these uh, 19th century ones are doing really interesting things with gracing like tarluas aren't really written the same way so it looks like a grip but it's a tarlua i think or they're using uh, tarluas where we might use a burl these days Uh, and this tune definitely does that uh, one thing, though, I, I decided to mess around with it a little bit. Um, the Jolly Old Gardener is a cool-sounding tune, but if you switch out the Cs for C naturals and the Fs for F naturals, it's a really wicked kind of cool-sounded tune. So uh, I play it as written a couple times, and then uh, the last time through, I speed it up and play it with those um, kind of incidentals or those those natural notes. And I, I, don't, I think it sounds a little bit better. definitely loses the... It it loses the sort of um, predictable nature of Highland Piping by having those notes in there. But like I said, not as written, just I was playing around with it and like the sound of it too much not to show y'all. So here is Donald McDonald setting for The Jolly Old Gardener. fun tune. Uh, I kind of miss the... keep saying I'm not going to talk about episodes, but uh, I, I feel a shift needing to happen uh, for the future of the show to quit doing these uh, particularly themed episodes and go back to some of the earlier ones where I just played from several different collections as I saw fit. Um, but we will see what happens every time I think I'm going to radically change the number of shows or time or that kind of thing I I can't stay away (laughs) Um, I need to finish the season at some point but I don't know maybe it doesn't make any sense to change it to season five part of me would like to work on a logo and uh, update the intro music and that seems like a good time to change the season but uh, we'll see um this is all to say let us break now for the next part of the episode which is kind of the holiday theme tune so here is Blue Lamy. uh like i said i would this on a cd when i was a kid and just really liked it so which is to say if you know any interesting history about this tune feel free to hit me up i did a little bit of poking around and didn't find anything soon so here is baloo lammy Winter time, <laughs> this year in particular, the lack of sunlight has been really hurting <laughs> more than it used to. I used to be able to not really give too much concern for it, but I think working from home and hardly ever leaving the house meant that, like, just I didn't see the sun anyway, and I started to get into this routine of, uh, like, I think I was kind of quitting my work when it got dark out. And then sitting around and watching TV and doing other things rather than work. And the next thing I knew, the sun was setting at, like, 5 o'clock. And I was sitting down for rather than, like, one episode of some TV show we were binging or two episodes. We were, like, watching six or eight because it was still so early in the day. Um, So, yeah, the shortened days have really affected me this year more than normal. Uh, Which is a good reminder. You know, my wife and I are we grew up in households that celebrated christmas and you know it's still really important to me that kind of family get together and loved giving love giving gifts and hanging out and feasting and everything but we've really spent a lot of time traveling around uh, ancient sites where the solstice is so important, uh, both in North America and in Scotland, you have these major earthworks or cairns or stone pillars that are all set up in order to kind of track the movement of the sun and where cool things happen on the shortest day of the year with where the sun is coming in. And, um, sometimes that's in North America, that's often about just alignment of kind of gaps. There are some pretty cool mounds in Ohio, well, all over, the continent but in ohio there's kind of a culture that is there's a lot, big cluster of sites called the hopewell culture sites or Hopewell culture and it's mound building society about 2000 years ago or so but they they're perimeter mound builders so have these big kind of earthen walls built around a site and then there'd be gaps in it and those gaps uh, people figured out finally that like oh that's when you know so this gap is where the lunar eclipses or where um equinoxes and solstices and that sort of thing is what it's tracking and of course there's mississippians are doing the same thing there's a hinge that they've encountered at several of these sites uh, especially like cahokia down here in st louis there's hinges to kind of keep track of the sun's movement and uh, special alignments that happen on solstices and equinoxes and that sort of thing uh, but when we we're in Scotland, a, a real common theme over there, uh, and in Ireland too, but we've never been to Ireland. But uh, are these? Well, I've never been. Are these long, you know, chambered cairns of of some sort or other, and oftentimes these cairns are built in such a way that on a one day of the year or a couple of days of the year, the sun can kind of make it in this long narrow corridor and illuminate something on the back wall, and uh, it's always something that I've wanted to to see and we are really excited last year we were up in maize howe in uh, orkney kind of right there in Stenness, right in the kind of Ness of brogder area where the little strip of land on the mainland there um, but anyway maize howe has one of these long chambered uh, entrances that is illuminated on the winter solstice but it's closed so they don't even have the webcam running uh, so I'll, I'll link to it you can look at some photos but when i did see another closed site as uh, in ireland the very famous um i got rid of my link newgrange um kind of very famous newgrange cairn uh so they're going to have a live stream of the sun kind of coming in the entrance to that cairn so i've got a link to that so you can watch it it should be starting uh, on sunday december 20th at three forty-five a.m eastern time United States here. So it's 8.45 a.m. in Ireland or um, 3.45 a.m. Eastern. And it's going to run for several days um, to kind of see it. Uh, Because that's, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it'll be cool. You want to check it out? Um, (laughs) Do. Should be a neat thing to see. Kind of wish I and if you have any others that you are looking forward to checking out, uh, send them my way. I'm curious to see where other live streams are happening. Um, I think there's probably one at Stonehenge too, but I, for whatever reason, don't care. (laughs) So, uh, I was just trying to find these Cairns and that's actually what the cover art is for this episode too. It's, um, some chambered cairns not in uh, Orkney or anything. They're kind of ruined cairns to a certain extent in Kilmartin Glen, so you know, generally you have this long chambered cairn and then it winds up getting covered in earth and more stones, so you can't see light in there, and these cairns are kind of uncovered a bit, so you can see light in them, um, and then yeah, so that is what it is, um, Kim Martin Glenn Cairns. Uh, okay, so moving on to some other holiday tunes to keep things festive. Uh, let's go right in next to the O'Farrell tune, uh, Piper or the Meadow String. Like I said, or heard heard, realized that this tune was kind of deck the halls uh, last year and uh, wanted to have an excuse to play it again. So here we go, here is a Piper or the Meadow Strang from O'Farrell's Pocket Companion book. Uh, unfortunately, all these O'Farrell tunes that I'm playing this week, other than Black Joke, come out of volume three and four, so you'll have to either look at an ABC version or download it off of uh, Kielshan if you wanna see those settings. Okay, here's O'Farrell's Piper or the Meadow Strang. <laughs> mentioned earlier i went kind of looking for the history of the tune duck the halls as a christmas carol our kind of winter holiday tune and was expecting to see O'Farrell's uh setting attributed like oh yeah this is where it comes from um but it's not <laughs> that that melody isn't a part of its uh, history as far as people refer to it but it's an older welsh tune and well uh, piper over the meadow straying doesn't really to me, that sounds summery or pastoral rather than snowy, wintry time, but the Welsh tune of nearly identical melody uh, apologies for the pronunciation, but Nos Calan that's pretty close. Uh, It's pretty pretty close, similar melody. Uh, That's what people are attributing it to and plus it is a tune about winter and festive activities to do in the winter. Uh, So I found a setting from 1781. Uh, I've got a Kind of cool link to John Perry's collection. Uh, it's published in seventeen eighty one. I believe he's a Welsh harper, so it's a collection called British Harmony, being a collection of ancient Welsh airs. Uh, there are several variations. Uh, I do the first two variations. That uh, Perry adds to this. The third one are it's it, it gets a little too funky for me to be able to figure out in the amount of time that I have to spend on it. So here is Nos Calan uh the welsh kind of christmas origin or or wintry tune origin for uh deck the halls so hope you enjoy And since we are in Welsh territory anyway, I thought I would play a tune that I used to enjoy quite a lot out of O'Farrell called Llewellyn, or what she calls a favorite Welsh air. It's a lot more well-known today uh, amongst all kinds of musicians as the Ashgrove. Uh, O'Farrell's setting is a bit different from the one that is often played by Irish musicians today. I think Seamus Ennis does a setting of Ashgrove, and that might kind of set the tune. I know my buddy Ryan or Bagpipe Binky plays it, and I think Julia Barda does it as well. Um, it's pretty pretty common tune out there. Um, yeah, just people that go to kind of old-timey sessions also play Ashgrove. So good tune, and Welsh, and sort of sounds festive. So here is Llewellyn by me. We're going to finish off with. Um, uh, we're going to finish off with Matt Seattle setting for Christmas Day in the morning. Uh, this is a pretty common tune in the Northumbrian piping tradition, and uh, good old Christmas carol. Anyway, I went looking. It's in Vickers manuscript, but it doesn't. I don't know. There's clearly some kind of code you need to understand Vickers' manuscript, uh, I I think, anyway. The setting of it that shows up in traditional Tune Archive in ABC doesn't look anything like how I'm reading Vickers when I look at the original. Um, And it certainly doesn't look like this setting. But there is a very close setting that I found from, I think, around 1815, or maybe 1820, from Robert Topliff. A collection of tunes. Um, so I've linked to that in the description. If you want to see Matt Seattle's setting for it that I'm kind of basing my riffs on, you can go to the Facebook group for the Lowland and Border Piping Society's uh, forum. I've got a link. I'm not sure if the link will survive. But anyway, you can find it there. It's a lovely tune, and it was really fun to play around with. So thanks, Matt, for posting it when I... Was looking for a cheat of a Dixon, uh, William Dixon tune to play. Um, Yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for the episode. I hope everybody has a happy holidays, and I think we'll do an episode next week. Uh, Yeah, not sure. (laughs) Not sure how this is all working. Uh, Pretty busy. But next week, my grades will be in, and I think my mom will be home from the hospital, so I will be either way less busy or way more busy, and just need to be writing a dissertation. Um, thanks, everybody, for your concern, uh, folks that reached out. Mom's doing a lot better. She did spend a couple days in the ICU, which was a little intense, but uh, they were wasn't that intense it was scary that she's in there because it's always scary to be in the ICU but uh she's recovering pretty well now and they're talking about discharge next week sometime. so that's great she's walking around and um yeah in good spirits and not needing too many pain pills even so anyway thank you all for uh a couple people reaching out sent some kind of supportive messages, and again, thanks to Rob Turner and Ryan Kirk for supplying music last week, so I didn't have to worry about it. And uh, that being said, I have been a little busy in hospital rooms this week and grading, so uh, I definitely saw a couple emails come in that I missed, just did not get a chance to respond to, so uh, please don't take that as a personal affront, Uh, and if I don't respond in a week and uh it means i have lost the ability to find it <laughs> so uh feel free to send me a reminder email if there is a question in there um yeah like i said hearing from y'all is what makes this podcast so fun and good and uh positive for me so please don't take my failure to respond uh this week as uh, some kind of weird sign um just been awfully busy didn't think I was gonna have this one. <laughs> but yeah. Uh we'll see what happens next week. Might be a short one. Might be the like long awaited Piper Jackson setting. Might just be me playing all the anxiety a bunch. Oh, uh bagpipes and Christmas. Uh go check out if you're if you're into this if you want to hear some more uh Christmas music on bagpipes. Charlie Rutan uh, has been doing this really cool series. I should have mentioned it at the beginning of December, um Christmas Bagpipes. And, uh, Charlie's got just a great collection of bagpipes. So, uh, if you want to hear Italian, uh, Zambonias, like, basically every bagpipe I've ever wanted, Charlie has. So there's been French pipes, uh, like big pipes, big French pipes, little French pipes, Illum pipes, Italian pipes, um, just really good stuff. So, uh, in, he's been doing a tune, a live tune every day around five o'clock Midwestern time or six-ish. Five, between 5 and 6, but uh, he's got a good link to it. They're short little videos. I'll uh, link here so you can check out more bagpipe Christmassy stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so let us go out. So check out Charlie, and we will go out now. Wish everybody happy solstice, and happy winter holiday of choice, and thanks again to Matt Seattle for supplying the lovely setting for this tune to go out on, which is Christmas Day in the Morning.